remix, Bob. Medicine remix, fam. Medicine remix. Next big thing, get on it now. Appreciate that, brother. Make the most of today. Thank you for listening. You're listening to Medicine Remixed. Support for Medicine Remix today comes from Yzine Y Drops. Do you work on a screen all day but still feel the compulsive need to look at your phone screen every waking second of every day whether you're working or not? Do your eyes get dry from incessantly checking your social media profiles for validation via likes, followers, retweets, comments, and or listens? Feel like an irritated digital shell of your former self in real life? If you answered yes to even one of these questions, you might want to try Yzine. No other Y drops relieve your inability to ask yourself why you post on social media in the first place faster than Yzine. Yzine starts to work immediately. It gives your eyes and your Ys 100% of what they need for fast relief from feelings of worthlessness on social media and in real life. Only Yzine has Hydroblend, a unique blend of metaphysical moisturizers that soothe, restore, and protect your sense of self for up to a lifetime of inner peace and an unshakable sense of purpose in your everyday life. Find Hydroblend wherever Yzine products like Fear Clear Eyes, Mind's Eye Allergy Relief, and Dry Y All Day Comfort are sold. If you can't see your Y, drop Yzine in your eye. Speaking of Y, back to Medicine Remixed, the reason why you're listening. Yo, what up, Anger? This is your boy, Debunked, You're listening to Medicine Remix. And today we have a special edition of sorts. We're talking about social media and its influence in the year 2018. This question comes up a lot for a lot of different reasons, and I think that's a clear indicator that it plays a role in some way in the way we live our lives, because it's constantly coming up. And in terms of, is it helping, is it hurting? You hear, you see a lot of data, you hear a lot of anecdotal evidence talking about how, oh, it's hurting people. It's really compromising the way we communicate, if we communicate at all. People don't know how to spell, people can't write, people can't put together sentences, people don't have any skills in terms of presenting a coherent idea, all that stuff. And again, it's generally attributed to this idea that we have short attention span. And you know, I'd argue that same sentiment was around in the time of radio first really making a big impact in terms of playing music on the air. You know, songs were short, there was a lot of uh, DJs talking, taking calls. Hello? Oh, that's 
doing that sort of thing and it probably sounded like a really interrupted flow to somebody who was born before radio remember there was a time when stories were being told and they happened on the radio before television came around wow. and so we leave old pete safe and sound with betty in her new car All I want for my birthday is a big booty so again I use all these terrible examples to kind of point out that technology is always moving forward and there's always critics of it at every step along the way. And some for good reason. So if we're thinking about social media and its influence on us nowadays, is it helping or is it hurting? It's actually doing both. These things don't have to be independent. It isn't all good. It isn't all bad. You know, I have patients who come in with, you know, anxiety disorders and all they'll talk about is how they can't leave their house because they're so afraid that something's going to happen. You know, oh, did you hear about the shooting? There's actually a, a gentleman. It's a really sad case. 80 year old man shot and killed over 20 bucks at some local supermarket here. Police say every one of the victims was 80 years old and older. So they're afraid that, oh, you know, I'm, I can't go outside. Doc, I need you to help me out. I'm constantly worried that, I, you know, I'm, I'm peeking out the window. I'm afraid we're going to get robbed. I'm afraid somebody's going to break in. There's going to be a home invasion. You know, did you hear about that home invasion yesterday on the news? And most times I'll just ask my patient outright. Wow, that, that's, that sounds like scary stuff. How many people have you seen shot? And inevitably, none. They all say none. Oh, how many times has your house been invaded? None. How many people do you know personally whose homes have been invaded? That sounds terrifying. None. So my point is, is that they're constantly being fed this negative information. And of course, it's on their Facebook feeds, right? It's the first thing that comes up in their searches because it's things that they're geared to. And these are all algorithms that are pre-programmed. So of course, it's feeding this neuroses, right? And the idea, if you think about it, you flip on the news. We're interrupting your program. Breaking news at this hour. Ebola emergency. A very rare is their good news, right? And that's not by accident. You know the tagline. What's the famous saying about uh, local newscasts, right? If it bleeds, it leads. You show crime stories and you show fires because that's what folks watch. It's all about ratings. If it bleeds, it leads. So what you're being fed is negative stuff. Why? Because that's the stuff that your brain is programmed to pay attention to. If you think about it from a very simplistic standpoint, your body's goal is to keep you alive till tomorrow. And by taking in negative information, what it's doing is processing it all on how to avoid these traps, right? So your amygdala, your fear center in your brain is really heightened to these sorts of things. So whenever you hear on the news, a cola outbreak, you're listening now. And they say, you know if your spinach is infected? And you're like, well, hell, I wanna know. And we'll tell you all about it after these messages. So now now you gotta listen. You don't have to, but you get what I'm saying. So obviously there's something here. And at the end of the day, they're getting paid by advertisers. So to keep you locked in, because what you're doing is you're selling your attention, right? That's what you're giving the television. That's what you're giving your phone. That's what you're giving Snapchat. That's what you're giving Instagram. That's what you're giving Facebook, your attention. So these companies take money to run. So by selling ad space, they're telling people we get eyeballs. And the way we get eyeballs is if it bleeds, it leads. Now, all that being said, there's good stuff that happens. Sometimes you have to go actively searching for it, but it's not all bad. The amount of information that we can get now, whether it be about health, nutrition, lifestyle, healthy lifestyle, is at your fingertips. Medicine Remixed. Straight rap. 
another big question comes, are the actual platforms themselves, for example, YouTube, are they responsible for everything on YouTube? Uh, don't make fun of it, Brandon. This is a big deal. Why? Now, my knee-jerk reaction is, yeah, of course, it's your website, but that's not reasonable, right? There has to be some level of understanding, right? If you send your kid off to college and they have some bird brain professor who's feeding them all this nonsense. Debate means you are trying to win. Dialectic means you are using disagreement to discover what is true. I am not interested in debate. I am interested only in dialectic. Well, the university is in most cases small enough where they can police that. Well, even given that, they can't police all of it, right? So to think however million number of users that are on, for example, YouTube, it's unreasonable to think that all that stuff can be monitored, right? Because anybody can just jump on there and they don't even have to put it in the title what exactly is in the video. But I think where it gets a little dicey is if this person is making money from YouTube, right? YouTube's paying them for ad space. Well, there should be some sort of system where YouTube checks those videos. Now, again, is it still reasonable to say that they're going to be able to check everything? No, that's impossible, right? So it's really unreasonable for people to say they're responsible for everything they put out. No, I, you know what? There should be some sort of check and balance sort of thing. And they should have to show that they're making their effort, their due diligence to weed out all the terrible stuff and make it real easy to flag videos and that sort of thing. But at the end of the day, I think we as the consumer have to inherit that responsibility. Listen, you're an adult. And if you're not an adult, that machine you're on should be monitored by an adult, right? So you have to be responsible knowing that there's a potential for you to see something on these videos that you don't necessarily like. One of the most popular stars on YouTube, Outrage is growing overnight, about a video Logan Paul posted. And there was that Logan kid who went to Japan and there was some place. This forest is also known as the Sea of Trees, also known as the Japanese Suicide Forest more people have been known to kill themselves and they caught it on video and they go out there and I watched it after I heard about all this. Even he says his latest content was his biggest mistake. Whoa. And to be real honest, I didn't think it was as, as egregious as people made it out to be. Was it really immature? Dead serious though? When we rolled up here- Don't say dead. You can't say dead at a suicide forest. 100%. Was it insensitive? Lore claims they are vengeful, dedicated to tormenting visitors and luring those that are sad and lost off the path. Absolutely. But the kid was wise enough to kind of catch on to what he was doing. Uh, I think there's someone hanging right there. I'm not even- This isn't a uh, joke, guys! That's a f***ing person! I've never seen a dead person. You have it? No, bro. Did we just find a dead person in the suicide forest? Hanging? He said, this is how I'm coping with it. So, okay, a lot of things going through my mind. Oh, no, I'm, I, I'm so sorry about this, Logan. This is supposed to be fun vlog. Then, you know, suicide is a serious thing. Suicide is not a joke. Depression and mental illnesses are not, are not a joke. No way. A lot of people are going through a lot of shit in their lives. And we, it, just, we just want you guys to know that if you're going through anything, like, we're here for you. We're here for you. Your friends, your family. The there are you. people out there that care for you. Exactly. We just want you guys to know that and remember that. Suicide is not the answer, guys. There are people that love you and care for you. During the video, Paul said, I think this definitely marks a moment in YouTube history because I'm pretty sure this has never happened to anyone on YouTube ever. The outrage was swift. He's young, and I guarantee you that at that age, I probably would have done or said something along those lines that was stupid and regrettable. But that brings us to the other part of social media and just the digital age. That shit is forever now. Forever, 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 ever, forever, ever. And that's tricky if you really think about it. I, you know, I was in fights in school, and nothing I'm proud of. But you know, when that fight was over, it was over. You know, and if I got an eye jammy and somebody 
fuck me in the eye and I had to wear that black eye for a little while. Well, that's my burden, right? And I'm going to have to deal with all the shit that the kids are going to give me on the schoolyard. But that wasn't something that could be replayed over and over, right? And sent and made into a meme. I have some song. Your head, boy. Some goddamn dance about it, right? But that's scary now because there's the potential for that to live forever. And once it's online, it's online and it's going to be there and somebody can find it. So in that sense, that's pretty terrifying. In terms of you know what things are good interactions and bad interactions and things that are considered rude whenever using social media you know this is an interesting question it's obviously dependent on the people you're around who considers what rude and what not rude like being out to dinner and somebody being on their phone during dinner i find that extremely rude not only rude but immature and people will say well oh, you know you're not talking well that's part of being a human being and just kind of being no cell phone for a week. oh what am i supposed to do without my cell phone all the science shows that each time you get a like or you know a repost or whatever it is that there's a small release of dopamine in your brain and that's addictive and that's what people need and it's really interesting to watch people if you notice that this idea of are people horror communicators now compared to pre-social media and i'd venture to say yeah in some sense right it's harder for people to communicate with one another in person in real time because a lot of times if you've ever text somebody you'll see that little text bubble come up and disappear right <laughs> they're typing something and then they erased it and they'll type it again and they'll erase it you've done it i've done it and i think what people fail to realize is that when you're putting together a coherent thought it takes time and you craft that and your response is measured but in real life you don't have that time all the time right sometimes you have to have a method to formulate your thoughts you know when somebody say oh you know that guy's a real jerk yeah what do you think about john he's a real jerk isn't he instead of agreeing because your gut says yeah yeah, yeah i don't like that guy either he's a jerk you could say something like well you know he and i tend to see things differently but if that's not a skill you've practiced you're not going to miraculously be good at it i relate that a lot to sort of text communicating or posting something on somebody's page you don't practice communicating you do it in a very different way so in real life you're just not that good hashtag shut the f up as for the impact on you know social movement and then i put a hashtag in front of it saying black lives matter activism through social media it's interesting because i think it sheds a lot of light on topics that people would otherwise be unaware of and I think that's important. But the other problem is it makes pseudo experts of people, right? People who don't do their own research, right? They go to I'm more right than you.com and they get their opinion from there. Where'd you hear that? The internet. And you believed it? Yeah, they can't put anything on the internet that isn't true. Where'd you hear that? The, the internet. internet. Everybody likes to feel informed and to know something before somebody else. There's this weird human nature to want to know and not be the one left out, not to be the one that didn't know, right? Not to be the one that got jacked because he didn't know. Sometimes I think we get led down roads that aren't necessarily the right road. And now what social media does, your feed is now swayed, right? It's biased. It's only showing you stuff that you like. You may also like. And these are all things that enforce an idea that you now are wed to. And you're not going to want to budge because you're viscerally, you're emotionally tied to this thing. This idea that may be kind of pseudo, right? It may not be real, but it's a construct of things that you like and that were tailored to you. And now this is who you are. This is what you do. So in that way, I think it can be 
dangerous because I don't think people are willing to be as objective as they need to be. And everything starts to be subjective and that can be dangerous. Of course, that's going to affect people's opinions, political persuasion, all that stuff. It's going to affect it. Absolutely. It'd be silly to think it wouldn't. The reach of social media is incredible. And I think it's brought good and bad. And I don't think we should look at it as all good, all bad, all the time. It has a lot to do with the user themselves. And then, of course, all these factors that we talked about. What you want is out there. Somebody has it for you, either for free or a fee. But there's no denying that this is the way we're going and that all these things do influence us. And the connectivity that we have to each other is surprisingly far reaching now. But it can also be surprisingly isolating. And if you've ever been in like New York City or a big city anywhere, it's possible to feel completely alone when you're surrounded by people. That's real. So this idea that the internet is only good is silly, but at the same time, I think it's silly to dismiss the power it has to bring change, information, awareness. I think it's something we're all learning to use. That's the other thing we have to remember is that this hasn't always been this way. And we're learning how to get along with this new technology. The trouble is it's expanding infinitely faster than we are adapting to it. So I think we need to wake up and really understand that aside from using it, we should learn how to use it. That's going to be tricky, especially in my field in medicine. It's 100% affecting people. They come in more informed sometimes. They come in with printouts of things I've never even heard of sometimes from journals that may not be very credible. So the information's out there. You can find somebody saying exactly what it is you want, but learning how to use that information is a skill all its own. So not to ramble and not to repeat myself. It's not all good. It's not all bad. But aren't you happy this platform is around? And by this platform, I mean Anchor. And aren't you happy that Medicine Remix is on Anchor? I am, so that's a huge positive. Anyway, thanks for listening to me, y'all. This is Medicine Remix. Peace. Do what you want with that information. I encourage you to do your own research. If you have any input for us, we're always happy to hear it. And again, no other place like this, damn it. Should we start marketing this as an online medical school? Reese, you think we can get accreditation for this? Hey, if Trump got this stupid Trump University thing going, which folded later because it was terrible and it stole from people. But I think Medicine Remix should do it the right way. What do you guys think? Anyway, if you haven't done it already, please go to your iTunes. Right now, you're holding your phone, right? You're staring at it. Go to your iTunes, rate us. Anything less than five stars would be uncivilized. And leave a review. You may not know it, but you have no idea how much that helps. It helps us in so many ways. It makes it easier for us to get sponsors. It makes it easier for us to be pushed in terms of different platforms. If we can show that we actually have a following that responds in positive ways to our content. So in order to keep this going, we're asking you for help. So please like, subscribe, share. We got a Facebook page. Just type in Medicine Remix. Go there. It's verified. You'll know it's us. Follow us on Twitter. How are you guys not following us on Twitter? Rude. So rude. Anyway, again, thank you so much for listening. This is Medicine Remix. You're the best. Make way over to iTunes. Give us a review. Love y'all. Peace.